Alright everybody, welcome to the greatest show in the world, Channel 79 Podcast. It should be up for you, what's today, Wednesday, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Get you going for the weekend, first weekend in August. Then some tea again. Uh, that's it, we got some um, recap of last week, some current events, and then we're going to go... Um, and do a little fantasy football preview for you. We're going to, I don't know what we're going to do. Tee to the mock draft. Um, probably give you some who we like, who we don't like. Some scenarios, smart leagues, you know, what we got to do, what we're looking to do, and all that kind of fun stuff. And, and uh, yeah, a little preview of fantasy football for you there. So it's been some tea again, no guest. Uh, Troy still doesn't have a computer, I would guess. So very good on that. And all of our other guests are missing in action. So, uh, last week, the bulk of the show was UFC 214. And hopefully you watched it, either bought it or watched it, um, like us four guys do, on VIP box. Yep. Um, came in pretty good this did week, it? though. <clears throat> Mine did. I was on my phone, oh. but it came in all right. I don't think I've ever... And then I, wa- I rewatched Jones, Jones DC on my computer the next yeah, day. Yeah, I don't think I've ever tried it on my phone. Maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah, Troy said he was doing it. The other, like, a past one, so I tried it. It's not bad. It comes in all right. Uh, I don't know how our predictions did. Did you tally that up? Uh, I haven't, but I'm pretty sure that you were... Um, four and... You were four and one, right? Because you had... You had Odesmir, Lawler, yep. Cyborg, and you actually you had Maya, right? Or did you have Woodley? Yeah, you had Maya, yeah. and then yeah, and then Jones won. So you were four and one. I believe I was three and two. I'm not sure what Troy was. Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever. I'm the best. Yeah, so, you're so. definitely the best last time too. So <laughs> I didn't win. Uh, I DraftKings did. though. It was kind of sucked, so maybe I'll get back on track this weekend with the Mexico card if I'm feeling it. <clears throat> I actually won. Uh, I actually won uh, twenty-five oh, yeah. bucks. So, ain't bad. You didn't win. I a did Harley, not win though. a Harley. Nope. <clears throat> nah. Next time. Yep. There we go. We driving Harley up to the. Yep. To the wedding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jones or Jones, uh, John Jones won uh, with the ground and pound after a leg kick in the third round. Um, uh, so you got that. Uh, the other title fights: Woodley won. Um, pretty boring match there, and Cyborg knocked out her opponent. And that was a pretty eventful night there. Obviously, it uh, capped off there with Jones knocking out DC with that leg kick. And uh, warming our hearts as DC haters, yeah, for sure. Four, four of those five main cards f- were stopped, right? The only one that wasn't was the Woodley Maya. Odesmere um, knocked out Manawa. What about Cerrone? Oh, you're yeah, you're right. They they went to decision. Cerrone and uh, Lawler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that fight wasn't very exciting. Either. No, it wasn't. I mean, it had it had high t- it had high points, but it had more low points than it did high points. 
And the Woodley Maya fight was all low points. It was kind of like uh, Woodley's uh, Wonder Boy yeah. fight. Yeah. Yep. A lot of feeling each other out, not a lot of action. Yeah. Did you see what Dana said about Woodley? Uh, I know he took GS. They took the GSP fight off the table and said, "I don't know what he said. I know he wasn't happy with." Yeah, he ba he basically said, "I'm just paraphrasing," but he was like, "This is the second fight in a row that Woodley came out and looked like this, and it's very uninspired, and um, you know, people aren't people don't want to pay to see that. They want to see action, and the fight that Woodley had wasn't wasn't very action packed. So he was kind of I, I mean, my feeling is what Dana was pretty upset at the way that that fight went because when you were watching it live, like you could you could hear the boos. It was pretty bad. At, it was pretty yeah, bad at how. I mean, and they have the right to boo. I mean, it was the boring. I think I texted you. I said this fight's put me to sleep. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I had no interest in that fight from the very beginning. Maya came in and Woodley caught him with an uppercut. And, like, after that, it was done. Like, I think Maya tried, like, 20, maybe, like, 15 takedown attempts, and Woodley stuffed them all. And so, I don't know. It was pretty boring fight. Yeah, I think I think the official one was, like, 24 takedown attempts yeah. or something. But I think Rogan said that that fight had the lowest strikes attempted. Ever. Yeah, it, had the, it definitely did. It had the lowest. Or it, must, it might have been, like, title fight. It had the lowest strikes. At least landed. I don't know about attempted, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, so uh, that kind of sucks. And that uh, weight division's kind of no real contenders yet. So I think Woodley tore his rotator cuff mm -hmm. as well. So they might go interim belt there while he's getting ready. And uh, GSP's back up to face Bisping. And Jones uh, called out Brock. But Brock is in, not even in, in the on the roster and has to serve a suspension, so that yeah. won't be for a while. So How'd you, we'll have to do something what'd you, there. What do you think about him calling Lesnar out? I think it's smart. I think it's smart for him because that's the big payday for him. Yeah. Um, but you know he's gonna he's probably gonna have to defend his title before that. I didn't. And yeah, I didn't like it. Um, the reason I don't like it is, yeah, like you said, it's a big payday for him. But I feel like it, we're kind of getting, I don't know, like a little bit crazy on these mega fights. That's something that I don't, I don't necessarily want to see. Jones versus Lesnar, like he said in the, like he said in the ring, he's, or in the octagon, he said, "You're forty, you know, if you want to feel like what it's like to get beat by somebody forty pounds lighter than you." Like, <laughs> I don't know. If Brock takes him down, is Jones really going to be able to do anything? So. Well, it depends. Yeah, well, if he's 40, if you're 40 pounds lighter going into the ring, that's a big problem. But I think he could get up close to, to that. Yeah, and I think but. he, I think, I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. But personally, I think that Jones wants to get into the heavyweight class. Um and I think that yeah, that's sure. a stepping stone yeah. to make that claim, uh, you know, if, if I can beat Brock Lesnar, why can't I beat anybody else? Um, which is which is fine. If that's where he really wants to go, then that's great. Then I think it's a good idea. But if he's trying to be at if he's trying to be at light heavyweight for the rest of his career, 
and he's just doing this to get a mega fight like i don't know enough for to me enough is enough with these mega fights like stick to your weight class dominate your weight class and then we'll talk like this is your first fight back in that weight class so yeah um yeah i think if he defends his belt and then just said uh, you know says i'm going to go to heavyweight chase that mm-hmm. belt and then his introduction to heavyweight is Brock, and that's, that's yeah. fine. Or, order of events. But, yeah, I mean, if he, if he goes up to heavyweight, it, it's tough to go back down. I mean, he can make that cut. Right. But why go mm-hmm. back down? And then DC, he's, you know, he could also go up to heavyweight or, you know, just stick in the booth for the rest of his career or, I don't know. Nobody really knows what he's going to do. He hasn't talked to anybody yeah. yet. Um, and Did then you... the other title fight Cyborg. They or Dana wants Holm and Cyborg to fight for that belt next. What's Holm now? Is she bantamweight? Yeah, she's thirty-five, so she'd have to step up again yeah. to forty-five. But she. I don't know. I mean, she's a big 135. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she probably cuts a decent amount to get to 135. Yeah, but... I mean, she looks healthy. I mean, she doesn't look, like, sickly at 135. No. I mean, she she looks fine at 135, but 145 would is a, a comfortable weight for her, I would imagine. So, if she wants it, you know, that's, that'd be a pretty solid fight, at least standing up for them, and then... Yeah, so a lot of options coming out of 214 for the the title fight. Yeah. How did you uh how did you feel about Rogan interviewing DC after in the ring after he got knocked out? Uh, I know there's a lot of people saying that Well, I think he was h- more harder on himself than anybody else has been just cuz he doesn't believe that, that that's something he should do is you know, interview somebody that's just been knocked out, but I kind of agree with them, but I mean, it happened, so yeah. whatever, but, you know, if they can avoid that. Again, I think, I mean, he didn't say this, but I would guess is he's, like, the guys in his ear, like, pressuring him to interview DC, and he just said, oh, whatever. I'll just, I mean, he's here, I'll just get him over here and see what he has to say. Yeah. If there's any way to avoid that, that's fine. I mean, if it's I don't mean if it's if it's a bad one like that, I definitely would try to avoid it. But I mean if it's you know, I mean if it's just a normal fight and they can you know they're still able to go. I mean, you, there's like a camera view after he gets knocked out of him fall like just follows them <clears> after the after he like regains like figures that not he doesn't never figures out what's going on really, but you know stands up and he has no clue what's going on at all, no idea where he is, yeah. what happened. He's yelling at Dana, yelling at Big Big John. I mean, and another thing is he was in the he's in the ring, you know, walking around, yelling at Dana, yelling at the ref, and none of his coaches or his team is in there to, you know, a familiar face that can see, you know, calm down or or tell him this is what happened. You know, none of those guys were in there, which I thought was weird. Because yeah. I mean, you know, you're not in it, but if you, you know, your coach comes up to you and you know shakes you a little bit, you know, that can clear some cobwebs I would think a little bit and at least get them get them to calm down a little bit yeah I think um <clears throat> I think you're right I don't think I mean I think Rogan I don't know if he did that on his own or not but he, he was definitely really hard on himself after he did that 
Um, and I, I'm yeah. with you. I don't think yeah. anybody who yeah. gets knocked out. I, I really don't think in, in general people who lose should be interviewed. And and I know they do that. They don't do that often, but they did that in Buffalo with, you know, John, uh, Rumble Johnson. Even though he was announcing retirement, like I don't know. I uh, I just don't like if you lose, like let him let him get out of the cage. Then do then do the post fight interview. If you want to interview him afterwards in the locker room or press conference or whatever, that's fine. But well. I was gonna say, like, if, like you said, if they have something to say, you know, you're not gonna not let them say it, but you don't force them to be right. There. But you, I mean, there's time, there's a time and place to do that, and even to announce like retirement, like, I don't know, is the time right after you lose in the center of the octagon? To me, well, I mean, no, well, I mean, it could be that. It could be if they just want to shout out to their whatever, you know, that somebody's in the hospital or anything. You know, if they want to say something. You let them say it if they don't want to be interviewed. You, you know, let them out like you said. Let them do their thing and and have their press yeah. conference. I just think the that. safe, but like the safe way to, to play it is yeah, just don't, safe. just don't let the loser talk. I mean, he's gonna be super emotional. So I, I don't know. To me, it just doesn't feel like the right time to have the guy who just lost say anything in the in the center of the octagon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it plays both ways. Like, you know, you get Connor after Diaz choked him out, and that you know you get a good a good bit out of that. But yeah, I mean, there's there's good and bad from it. So, uh, but definitely not when they get knocked out and don't really know you know what's going on. That's not a good idea. So, anything else from two four two? Um, not re- not really. I don't think. I mean, I think we've. <clears throat> I think um, the only thing I would have is. Uh, Vulcan Olzemir looks like a actual contender. It's hard to it's hard to ignore yeah. after what he did uh, last fight and then what he did to Manawa. I mean, this was Manawa's. Everyone had Manawa winning, and this was his big shot to prove that he should be the next content- number one contender in the late heavyweight division. And I don't know, Ozdemir was just like, "No, not today," <laughs> and and knocked him out. Yeah, he, he threw him down like a little baby after he. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a pretty convincing win. He, he rocked him and smoked his dome off of the canvas, yeah. and that was it. So that was that was definitely impressive and. You know, maybe maybe one more, and then you know a title shot or something for him. So that's a guy to keep an eye on in that yeah. division. And if you're gonna go back and watch any of those fights, yeah. I would just say that you should watch the Ortega Moicano fight. Um, and just that's just an example of somebody who's just getting, in my opinion, dominated, and still comes out and wins. It all and all it takes is one move, and that's like a. A microcosm of of one move fights because Ortega was just getting tagged left and right, and it looked like he was setting up to try to get a submission. And Moicano, I think it was Moicano, took him down, and right away Ortega just wrapped him up, and it was over. And Ortega was losing that fight the whole way, and he got he had one submission attempt, and that's all he needed. So that's just a if you're looking for a fight to watch from. 214 
that was that would definitely be one to watch if you're you know if you've already watched the Cormier Jones one. Yeah, I think they said that was that guy's like third finish in the third round or something like that, three in a row or something. So shout out to that guy. And like I said, there's a card Saturday in Mexico. So check that out on Fox Sports One if you're hanging out Saturday. And that's it for UFC, I believe. Yep. Um, boom, boom. Crossing stuff off the list here. Uh, all right, we can go into current events if you have any. Uh, for this week, I don't really have too many. I don't have um, any. The only one I have for the NBA is. You know, Porzingis came out and said, like, New York is is now his home. So, you know, earlier this offseason, he was trying to... I don't know if he was necessarily trying to get out of New York, the Knicks. But it was kind of, like, looking that he wanted to be out. And he came out this week and said, like, no, I'm staying in New York. This is my home. So, I don't think he's going to get pressure from... Or the Knicks aren't going to be pressured from him to, to trade him. So that was my NBA. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too, and uh, that'll be good for him if he stays there. And just some other NBA stuff I remembered, sort of. Um, not really an NBA, but an NBA player. J.R. Smith was a caddy today for Jason Day at his practice round for mm-hmm. the Bridgestone. So that's my boy, J.R. Glad to give that a shout-out. But that's it for NBA. No news on the Kyrie Irving or Carmelo front uh, so we have to keep an eye on that still and uh, I know the, the Cavs were trying to get Josh Jackson who's um, available for a trade tomorrow I believe yeah the third he had to wait a month after he signed his rookie contract to be moved so if that's the deal tomorrow's the first day that they can, can get it drawn up and, and work it out so we'll keep an eye on that uh, but that's it for NBA, and then I just had a couple NFL ones here, if you had any. Yeah, I, um, the only one that I've seen that really stuck out to me, uh, well, actually a couple injury-related, <clears throat> injury maybe they're the same as yours. Um, uh, yeah, I have one injury. Yeah, Will, Will Fuller broke his collarbone for the you know the Texans wide receiver. Yeah. And uh, Sterling Shepard yeah. left with an ankle injury, and... Um, Oh, I can't think of their coach right now, but he said it's a basketball type injury, which to me sounds like a like a high ankle sprain, which will probably keep him out at least at least three weeks. So we'll we'll have to. Uh, they actually said it was a low oh, ankle did they? sprain. Yeah, so I don't know if that's not as severe. Low. The initial reports didn't seem very good, but they must have you know got over the initial scare and figured it out yeah low I, I'm pretty sure low ankle sprains are 10 times better than high ankle sprains <laughs> yeah so he's probably their number two guy now well right they have Brandon Marshall no Marshall what sucks. oh Marshall, Marshall sucks. sucks I think he said Marshall's back yeah Mar- uh, yeah yeah you heard it here first Brandon Marshall sucks <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. He's—he's he's not. I don't think he's. 
I think he. I don't think he's. Uh, don't no, think he's. he's oh, anymore. he's definitely not what he used to be. But I'd I don't know if I'd necessarily say he sucked. Well, well but let's go there. He sucks. Um. Yeah, yeah well, Brandon Marshall, yeah, Marshall you, suck. you suck. Yep. Come on the show and defend yourself. <laughs> Just don't do it in person. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I just don't see. I don't know. Maybe he'll be all right in in, yeah. in the Giants, but I just don't see it. So hopefully Shepard's all right, and they got a Odell there as well. So this should be good. They got that young guy Perkins in the backfield, and I think he's number one in reps now. So, um, but that's on the injury news I had. I think one of the Chargers guy tore their Chargers. Yeah, the offensive guard, I believe. So Chargers are having some injury problems with the rookies, and um, you mentioned Will Fuller, and out of the same um, down there in Houston, they said uh, Deshaun Watson is way ahead of schedule, picking up the playbook, looking real sharp down there. So look for him to maybe get the get the start early on in the season, maybe week one. Yeah, keep an eye. It'll on. actually be. Interesting to hear in a couple of weeks if we can get our NFL mock guys on, because I know there a couple of them are high on Deshaun. Be interesting to see how they. F- <clears throat> yeah, it'll be interesting to yeah, see after Troy a couple sure. preseason games, because he'll probably get a lot of the work regardless of if he's the starter or not. Go, I mean, he's probably going to be the starter going into the season, but I think he'll get a lot of work each week so that he can, you know, pick up the program versus real NFL talent. Um, so it'll be interesting to see in a couple weeks how they, after seeing them, if they still feel that same way, uh, both both in in real football terms and in fantasy football terms. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I hope they do play him. He's got upside, and he's got something that O'Brien and them can work with down there with Hopkins, and they had uh, Will Fuller, but kind of sucks he got hurt and uh, some other quarterback news in New York the other New York team Hackenberg's looking decent in practice he's right behind McCown now and, and reps and everything so they're uh, gaining some trust back in him and he's looking good and he might be getting the call early, early in the season too or whenever they decide that McCown's a lost clause which they should have already decided but that's how it goes with quarterbacks nowadays yep. Um, and uh, one more quarterback news. Well, I have another one. We'll go. We'll go to this one. Ex quarterback news. I guess Terrell Pryor is looking like a beast wide receiver in Washington this year. So keep an eye out for him in your fantasy drafts. He's supposed to be tearing it up with the Redskins. We might get into his. We might hear his name a little bit later. And uh, yeah, I think we will. And then. Another quarterback news, the uh, the um, Ravens have decided as of now to not sign Kaepernick. That came straight from ownership, I guess. So that is a situation that is uh, brewing now over there in Baltimore ownership. And I don't know, you know, I'm sure they're in, a, in the room. So I'm sure some people want him. It looks like some people don't. So yep. we'll see where that goes. And that is it for NFL. No, what do you got? That's, that's all I got. 
I got one more current right. event and then we can go to fantasy. Uh, football related. Football. Different football. What's up with Neymar? What's up with Neymar? I didn't see anything about him. What happened to him? Oh, he's, he like yeah, he's going to leaving his team. He's going to PSG, I believe. Um, so PSG is yeah, uh, they're a French club. So they're in France. Uh, their actual name is Parent Saint Germain or Saint Germain, is how it's pronounced. Um, and they're probably. No, not not GSV, no, not, not, not Georgia Saint Pierre. Um, no. no, PSG, <laughs> and I think that <clears throat> it was two hundred and twenty million euros, I believe. So he is going to be one of the highest, one of the highest transfer fees ever, if not the highest transfer fee ever. So, um, I think I saw. On I think I saw on Twitter his his transfer fee was yep. two hundred and sixty seven. That's not, yep, American that would be dollars. the right conversion Million from Euros dollars. to from Euros to the US dollar. So And that's just not that's just what they had to pay to that's like when that's like when you pay for a, Yeah, so a, that's a that's Japanese the transfer fee. So they have to pay that outright just yeah. to sign him. And then his contract will be like some, I mean, it'll be more than this, but then his contract with the team would be like $50,000 a week. So it would be, you know, like, just say just say 1 million divided by, I think they go by 36 weeks. So it would be like a million divided by 36 weeks. It'll be much more than a million, but that's how they do it. So just to get him on the team, they had to pay Barcelona that $267 million. And then they have to pay his salary on top of that. So... That's how the, all those. That's how all those clubs are are making so much money, um, because they develop these talents, and then like they might have bought, they might have bought Neymar for like fifty million, and then had him for four years. They did all this winning with him, and now they're gonna sell him for a, a huge return on investment right. to Paris Saint Germain, and and Paris Saint Germain they're probably selling off two or three players too so they're probably going to break even on this deal so yeah it's uh the uh foreign soccer economy that it has is uh, oh yeah there's there's billions thing. of dollars floating around and that's just on the that's just on maybe the 10 to 12 you know biggest teams biggest clubs and then you figure there's so in 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 England alone, I believe there's seven divisions of pro soccer. Now, the bottom it's kind of like the baseball system where there's the major leagues, which is the Premier League, and then there's those other six that even though they're still pro, they're more like the minor leagues type of teams. So, they're not making as much money, they're not bringing in they don't have the same fan base coming in like their average attendance might be like 2500 where these other clubs are bringing in 50,000 yeah. or 60,000 or 70,000 every game. So that's kind of how it that's kind of how that system works. So does anybody else play for Yeah, a lot PSG? of people um the I mean normal soccer fans would know them, but uh, people who don't really f follow uh soccer that much 
Yeah, I didn't know. But yeah, they're they're the top. Um, <clears throat> they're the top team in France, so they would be like Barcelona. Barcelona is obviously in Spain, so they would be the Barcelona of the French league, and yeah, they have a lot of. They're they're always in. Um, they're always in those major tournaments at the end of the season. So the Champions League, like you'll see PSG in there a lot. Um, so how does uh, French league? Is that like third um, or Spain and England? Yeah, so it's probably the ranking is probably Spain. They have the best. So Spain has like the best top five teams, maybe top four teams in the world, and then. Yeah, England is probably second, and they have a more consistent um, throughout. They have more parity throughout the league, so they're probably second. And then it's probably either Germany or France, and then the fifth. The fifth league is Italy. So that's how it ranks. Is my guess is it's probably Spain, England, Germany, France, Italy. So that's a boost to the whole French. Yeah, I mean, the the French league only has maybe two or three, you know, top tier teams that would compete in other in other countries. But those two or three teams are awesome. You know what I mean? Right. It's so right. it's it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just the money I saw thrown around, I figured we had to. And I'm I'm always ready to talk football. That. Um, yeah, so, keep an eye out for, I don't know, I don't even know if that league's on TV, I know the Premier League's on TV sometimes, but, um, but Neymar will be around for a while, he's still young, he's gonna be making bank over there in France, so, if ever in France, tell Neymar what's up, and that's it for my current event. Alright, let's get to it believe that's all you got so we can jump into our fantasy foot, football preview half a show or so here um well might as well start with your uh yep. mock draft you, <clears throat> you want to get into the mock draft first or you want to talk a little strategy before yeah um i guess we'll just lay it like <clears throat> i guess we'll just lay it all right play uh, my, my general yeah. thought yeah, my general so thoughts on yeah. fantasy football strategy. Obviously, every year they change a little bit. You know, they get tweaked here and there. I think last year I was very high on running backs early, and I'm going to continue to be running backs early this year. I know a lot of people last year have gone to the zero RB, the no running back type thing for the first couple because you can throughout the year pick up running backs who at the beginning of the season a lot of people probably play three or four weeks get hurt you know if you can pick up their backup and finish out the season that's not a bad strategy but for me I like to pick guys early that follow one simple criteria and that is they don't share the backfield um so that's right that's that's very that's that's very true it's there's probably I don't know, six, maybe seven teams in the league that only have one main running back and everybody else splits. So that's my general strategy. Now, as you'll hear in the mock draft a little bit later, that I kind of shy away from that. Um, 
at least to start. But my general thought process is get a running back or two early that don't share the backfield and then go after wide receivers or or a quarterback if there's one, you know, in the fourth or fifth round that you just can't pass up. Yeah, so I th- yeah, so you talked running back strategy. I I think mine this year is kind of how my quarterback strategy has been in the past. Either you get a top guy early or you wait, 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 wait until the end and you get a, va- a value pick at the end. So I think that's going to be my strategy. Either you get one of those six guys who are, you know, running the load every game, three downs, all that kind of good stuff, catching passes, or you don't or you don't go running back early, you don't get one of those guys, and you get some, some uh, situational guys, you know, later on that you can plug and play as matchups call for or as, you know, play the hot hand this week, that kind of stuff. But that's kind of been my strategy with quarterbacks. You know, if you don't get Brady, Breeze, Rogers, you know, Rivers, some years, you don't get those guys you wait and you get whoever whoever it was in a past Stafford or whatever, you know, in round eight, nine, ten, whatever whatever it had been. I think that is uh is uh trickling into my running back strategy this year as well. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. If you're if you're in a position where you if you're in a position where you don't get a top-tier guy that you like, then don't pick somebody that you don't like just because he's quote-unquote ranked up there. You know what I mean? There's, I think too many times people look at that and say, well, you know, I don't really like Melvin Gordon, for instance, but I'm picking at pick 16, and he's ranked at pick 12. Like, I should be taking him. To me, I think that's a bad strategy. I mean, if you don't like him, there's probably a gut, you know, you should follow your gut and and pick somebody that, you know, later in the rounds, you could pick, like, Derrick Henry, who's backing up DeMarco Murray. And if DeMarco Murray goes down, you know, he had a great year last year. Derrick Henry, who's in his second year, I think, could pick up easily and be a beast. You know, I would rather have... Yeah. so. So if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm saying, "Oh, should I take should I take Marshawn Lynch because he's right he's ranked high, but I don't feel good about him?" Then I'm not taking Marshawn Lynch. I would rather wait and take um Theo Riddick in like the 6th or 7th round. So that's I mean, that's just how I feel about it. If you don't like somebody, don't don't feel like you're forced to take him. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely pretty much rule number one yeah. for my fantasy drafts. Only take people you like, which is which is why I don't win that much, probably. Oh, well, that's rule number two. Rule number one is uh, don't take a steal. I don't agree with that first rule, because I would take Le'Veon Bell. Um, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not taking Le'Veon Bell. Ooh, first, who's first taking overall? first overall nope. if you get it? Well, I do uh, have it in Troy so League, but it's a keeper league. Those top guys. So the so I'm uh, he texted me. I'll be limited to let me pull up the message here. Oh yeah, he said. Um, pretty sure he said a lot of people being capped. So it'll be Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, 
So it's not bad, actually. Um, Le'Veon, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell would be... Yeah, and that's the year, one, that's the league you can hold on to him for two years, right? Yeah, two years, and then they're back in the back in a draft bowl. So, like, I kept Odell the last two years. Now yeah. I had to couldn't keep him again. I had to keep somebody else. So he's back in the draft bowl. So it sucks, like, for me now, because I have number one picks. And, like, well, actually, it's not too bad because Le'Veon and Brown and them guys are available. But it could be, like, if those guys could all get kept, then, like, my first pick could be, like, I don't even know. Like he was going like five like or Mike like Evans he went like five or, or six or seven. <clears throat> oh jeez, that'd be a terrible first pick. Yeah, but I mean stuff like that can happen. Like in the other league I'm in, there's two keepers, which is which just turns yeah. out to be your first round pick and your second round pick. So you're kind of super limited there, which kind of sucks too, but. I like keeper leagues though, they're fun. They're, yeah. they're definitely different. Um, as long as you have somebody that you like to keep, yeah. if you're not, I would want, sucks and I've never done this, but I would want to get into like a dynasty league where like you keep your starters and maybe drop all your subs, or you know, keep your quarterback through wide receiver, tight end, drop everybody else, and then have like a rookie draft when they're rookies get drafted and have the rest of your draft like now in August I think something like that would be fun but I've never gotten into a dynasty league like that where you keep you know f- maybe five to seven players and then you do a rookie then you do a rookie draft that's two or three rounds when the rookies get drafted and then uh um and then do the rest of your draft in August where you only have five to seven rounds where you're picking up your bench. It would definitely yeah, be a lot of work to keep track of like throughout of the year, but it would be something where throughout the year you're thinking about football, you know, because you'd have your season, and then you'd and then when the rookies get drafted, you'd have your rookie draft, and then a couple months later you'd have your real draft, and then you're back in the season. <clears throat> Yep. Yeah, that's true. Kind of keeps you keeps you in it anyway. All right. So, like we said, running back is is getting thinner and thinner, as well as quarterback, as it's been for a while now. Um, wide receiver is pretty deep. A wide receiver, you get a guy. You know, you you get a guy. You pick up off waivers. Yeah. He could be top ten in the league. You never know with wide receiver. Um. Tight end is not super deep. It's kind of like running back quarterback. You got the yeah. top guys and then everybody else. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of early to have a draft for sure, which I'm glad I don't have any super early drafts this year because you never know. Mm-hmm. Like, we just went through some injuries. You know, you draft that guy, it sucks. But um, it's good to do it after the preseason or at least in the preseason where you get some get a feel for some rookies, how they're, you know, what kind of yeah. reps they're getting, if they're going to be playing a lot, or if anybody, you know, if Bortles decides, you know, how to throw again or so really? anything like that, or, um, you know, if any rec- any receivers moving up the target list like, or anything like that. I like so to do it. it my perfect time you know. is the week after 
the third preseason game. Because that's the third preseason game is when most of the starters play the longest. They'll usually play into the second quarter, or some of them will play till halftime. And you get a real good look at you get a real good look at them because the and then yeah. you, you not that injuries don't happen, but a lot less injuries to in to major pieces don't happen between week three and week four of the preseason because week four of the preseason most of the guys will come in for one series maybe two and that's it and then it's on to the regular season so i like to me the perfect time to draft is right after the third preseason game yeah for sure i mean if they make it through that third preseason game you're pretty safe going into the regular season Safe injury wise yeah. and safe. Yeah, because you, you can know, learn a lot then. Who's going to well, be so. by who takes those um, carries or who's out there on those offensive series? You can learn a lot with you know. Yep. Who's taking them in the first quarter and the second quarter? <clears throat> yeah, sure. It definitely plays into your yep to your draft strategy there. So I don't know what week of the year that is, but I got. Two day and McGregor's fight, and I got one Labor Day. And yeah. so how many leagues are you in this year? League. I got that sometime. Just uh, Mafros, Troy's, Kurt. Yeah, I'm in my brother-in-law. I'm only in three this year, so. So that's four, and I was in five last year, and me yeah. and Jeremy are well, out. I'm out of that too. Of the big money league. Um, that league. The, oh, the scoring on there sucks, and it used to be so it was cool um, three or four years ago because, like you said, big money league. It used to be the big money league. Now all my leagues caught up to it. I mean, it's still more expensive than than the other ones, but like even Mafro's, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Mafro's though, though have has come up in price. So, so. last year it was yeah, what sixty five, and then. Ten dollars towards lotto tickets, or I I can't remember. I oh ten dollars towards something else. I don't think we did. Oh yeah, ten. Oh. Well, you're. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was sixty-five dollars, and then ten dollars went to like that player of the week thing. So I think it was up to seventy or seventy-five bucks total. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh. Well, that might be the limit we reached for this year. Yeah, so big money league sucks for sure. So I'm back down to four. Yeah, Kurt is the only I kind of like it, to be honest. PPO. I mean, I know a lot of people don't, but it's a nice change of pace. Yeah. I, I like it because it's different, the, but I don't like The one, the one like thing PPO I don't like about his league field. is there are so many ties because he doesn't do fractional points. It's just a straight up, like if you go in there and you just go to ESPN and you start a yeah. league and you click standard like that's all it is like there's no bells and whistles which i like i love but there's so many ties in that league (laughs) it kind of makes me mad when i look down and three or you know uh (laughs) team two is ahead of is ahead of team three because team two has one tie and one less and therefore one less loss than team three it's like ah that's so annoying but um that's the only that's the only thing i don't like about that league (laughs) is it's not fractional points so there's more ties. Yeah, like I said, I like it because it's different. There's definitely not as much scoring. 
it's uh yeah it's definitely way different which is uh, the good yeah. thing in this case is all my other leagues are PPR scoring is basically the same so so shout out to Kurt if he's gonna do that league he says again. he is I but think the rumblings know, already him. said he was but with him you know he'll, he'll wait till the last second so not activated yet yep Oh, yeah, wait till that. Don't even get me started about that, again. but yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> uh, so, some fancy news from the personal standpoint the Sloth team still does not have a city to play in this season. We are deep in negotiations with multiple venues, but we have not been able to strike a deal. Move to Anchorage, Alaska. Oh. <laughs> oh, too cold up there for a sloth. That's where Mario Chalmers is from, though. No, you know, we, we got some people calling. We got some, we're taking some calls. Taking some, <laughs> taking some meetings, yeah. but nobody put a good offer out, so we're waiting. Waiting for the, the, I mean, the Raiders yeah. fringe on our Vegas territory, so we had to pack up and leave there. <clears throat> but other than that, it's just in the war, in the war room and getting that. Yep, it's that time. It's tur- it, the calendar turned to August, so to me, that's fantasy football season. That's right. When I turn my calendar and I see fantasy draft date on there, shit's getting real. That's when you put the yep. red zone on and don't leave uh, your couch for 12 it. hours. <clears throat> the best. Got your computer up with your scores. Yelling at your team. Oh, God. Or Both or, your, or you. Paul's beating you by 50 and he's like, oh, <laughs> you're going to come back and beat me. Like, no, Paul, I have one person left and you still have three people playing. And that one person I have is defense. They're not going to score 50 points. Like, God, that oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> love I love him love him love him like a brother but that is so annoying when you're losing by like 25 and and somebody has like a quarterback left and all you have is a kicker and they're texting you like oh you could still come back and beat me like no I can't I literally cannot come back and beat you <laughs> <clears throat> that's a that's definitely an imbrogno move yes it's a good time. We should have had a should have had destination draft up yeah. here. We were gonna have one at D and B- Dave and we Buster's, but I think I think nobody really set it up in time. So, well, then we had a wedding kind of. I would have sucked if we. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that worked, but we couldn't go. Oh yeah, once well, I hit the Powerball or destination draft. Yeah. Our ball is like give us a percentage. Million, so buy a ticket. Make a million to three hundred million too. Yep. So get out there and get your tickets and donate. <clears throat> um, but <coughs> yeah, let's get to I don't it. Know what else we got? So I picked. This was on ESPN. I picked number ten out of twelve. Um. Yeah, I picked 10th out of 12 on a PPR style mock draft. Uh, first first three picks were 
Bell, David Johnson, and Antonio Brown. David Johnson. I was going to say that. If in a free, in David a Johnson, wide open league, that'd probably be my first pick. Yeah. So it went. Yeah. I'll just read down the first round. Actually, Bell, Johnson, Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Julio, uh, Odell Beckham at six, Mike Evans at seven, AJ Green, McCoy at nine. I took. Yeah, I t- I didn't. I don't understand that. I took Devontae Freeman. So, like I said earlier, he's not sharing a backfield. So this was kind of a hypocritical pick to my earlier um, viewpoint on taking running backs that are alone in the backfield. Um, not, but then number eleven was Jordy, which I don't understand that one either. And then number twelve was Melvin Gordon. <clears throat> so, first round. Of th- What's up? So would you? So would you would you take? Uh, my opinion is yes. If you're talking about, uh, and I had this opinion last year with Bell, okay. who was suspended. If you're talking about a player who is, I would say widely regarded as being, you know, has an argument to be the first overall player picked. Um, then you take him no matter what spot it's in because of the performance that he put up last year. I would pick if I had a chance to pick him at ten. I would have. If I had a chance to pick him at three, I would have. I think David Johnson and Bell are better than Ezekiel, but I think he's probably the third best player this year. And I. So, so if you do draft a player in that scenario, do you make a no, point to I don't, draft? No, I don't care about it. Not not in that instance. Like if, um, <clears throat> if it was Freeman. And Coleman, who is actually... Coleman is a player that you can actually pick and put in your uh, flex spot on a week-to-week basis. Then, yeah, you pick him. But to me, somebody like last year, D'Angelo Williams, I didn't pick him. Um, This year, I wouldn't pick Darren McFadden. Uh, But if it was DeMarco Murray suspended, I would pick Derrick Henry. You know, because I feel like those are the type of players that have production where those other players like McFadden are just fill-ins and yeah they might have I think D'Angelo Williams actually had really good first two or three weeks but to me I don't care I mean I'm not making it a point if I get him in the 10th and there's nobody else I like then yeah I'll pick him but um I'm not making it a point to to go out and get him yeah Um, and obviously, good break while we while we discuss my strategy, I think I encourage everybody to build out their own strategy. I mean, obviously, mine is awesome because I'm awesome, but build your own strategy and and stick to it. I mean, that's the best way to win fantasy football, in my opinion. Yeah, my strategy is pick players you like yeah. and. No, I'm with you there too. You, you can't pick yeah, like that's pretty much my strategy. Pick pick players yeah. you you root and for when Eze- they score a touchdown. Not be mad. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott it helps me too. Me crosses that team, line so. a little bit. Now I'm not a I'm not a Zeke hater. I'm a Cowboys hater, but I can wa- I can I can watch Zeke score a touchdown and not be like, wow, I hate myself right now because he's on my team. Now if it was Romo, I would never have Romo on my team. Um, but there, but yeah, I'm with you. Don't pick players you hate to yeah. watch score, because that'll ruin your. Because then when they don't score, you'll hate them, and when they do score, you'll hate them. It's like, well, then what? You know, what's the point? You're supposed to fantasy football. You're supposed to have fun with it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's all about <clears throat> fun for sure. So my first, so my first pick was Freeman. Sure. Uh, the pick in front of me was McCoy, and the pick after me was Jordy. I probably so McCoy would be interesting because he's one of those guys that doesn't have anybody else in his backfield. Gillisley went to the Patriots, um, and that Carlos Williams guy is suspended. He might not even be on the team anymore. Um, and he was he filled in nice for McCoy last year. So McCoy is one of those guys that we talked about earlier that doesn't have a backup in the backfield with him. Um, <clears throat> so he was picked in front of me, and I probably would have still picked Freeman, but McCoy is definitely an interesting pick. And then my second pick, I picked DeMarco Murray. So again, he's one of those guys that he has... Derek, so he has Derrick Henry in the backfield, but I don't think Derrick Henry's gonna is gonna necessarily push him out of the way. I think Derrick Henry will factor in this year, but he won't be like a guy that like Coleman will be to Freeman. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Derrick Henry, but mm. I don't know if he'll get enough opportunities. To, yeah, and like we said, if Murray if Murray does go down with an injury, then I would love to have Derrick Henry. Um, because I do think he has talent. So after, so just to give you a little background, the pick before Murray was T.Y. Hilton, which, whatever. I mean, I'm not really a fan of him, but um, I can see why he's taken there. And then the pick right after me was Jordan Howard. <clears throat> he's also in, yeah, well, he's got Langford still there, but... Based off of how they ended last year, I think Howard might be the main guy there. So, yeah, I think Howard will. <clears throat> yeah. So after Howard after Howard, I just want to read a couple guys. names off, see how you feel about these guys. Um, <clears throat> so pick number one, two, three, four. Pick number five in the second round was Dez. Pick number six in the second round was Amari Cooper. And then pick number seven was Gronk. Um, Coop, well, I don't know. I like Dez. I like all three. Well, I like all three of them, I guess. I like Dez and Gronk a little more. Well, so I asked you that question because the the next three, three. would you rather have those three or these, or I should say, would you rather have one of those three or one of these three? Jay Ajayi, Gurley, or Lamar Miller? Uh, if Miller's still getting yep. 20 carries a yes, game, yep. I take him. <laughs> but I like, I'm, but I'm still high on Gurley too. Yeah, I like, so I, I, still I think like bouncing back this year. I think those three guys are again a couple guys that don't have competition in the backfield, which is a, which is awesome for them. Um, and Lamar Miller, I think their offense is going to be a lot better this year. So I'm with you on him. I think it, he would be. Um, he would be one of those guys that I would take instead of Dez, Cooper, Gronk, Ajayi, or even Gurley. I think I would rather have Miller, but I do think Gurley will have a back uh, bounce back year too. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, with Miller, he didn't have big numbers last year, but he got yeah. and in a PPR league, he got a couple game, catches. So it's hard to. <clears throat> um, they said this year, though, I did I did read out of St. Louis, that, or not St. Louis, I guess it's L.A. now, 
the Rams did say that they're trying to work early into the passing game. So even if, I mean, because he hasn't been effective there, but even if he gets three catches a game, I mean, that's three more points. And then depending on how many yards he gets out of it, I mean, that's, yeah. So, I mean, you're talking yeah, three points a game. That's a what, right there. 39 to 50 more points uh, uh, for the season. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. And then. Yeah, that'd be a good little boost. Like I said, I'm, yeah. still high, I'm definitely still high on Gurley. <clears throat> so, so far I picked Devontae Freeman. My first two picks were Devontae Freeman and DeMarco Murray, um, which I feel sets me up pretty good. Um, and then the third round, Drew Brees was the first pick. Um, Keenan Allen was actually taken in the third, which I was really shocked by. Um, Marshawn Lynch shocked me. Isaiah Crowell didn't shock me. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I think he, f yeah, he finished pretty strong last year, and I yeah, think he proved that Duke sure. Johnson isn't going to is going to be you know able to come in at third down once in a while. But I think that that's Isaiah Crowell's team. Yeah, I think so too. And I then, think he's going to lead that so back I, too. I love my third round pick. Uh, but the guy who picked, got picked right before me is one of my favorite players in fantasy, Jarvis Landry. So I was a little bit um, bummed that I didn't get him. But my th the 10th pick in the third round that I picked is Allen Robinson, and I think that's an absolute steal. If I can get Allen Robinson, yeah, he had a shitty year last that's year, but boy. I don't care. I'll take, I would take him at the end of the second. I, I, I just think that he's... Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach for Robinson just because I, that's my boy, like I said. But I think you're gonna have a bounce back year yeah. as long as Bortles. I think, uh, honestly, yeah, when throw. I was thinking about where I was picking, if I was picking like third, I would probably pick Allen Robinson in this at the end of the second round, just to make sure that I got him. I, that's how much I like him. And I would, and another person who got picked early yeah. in the third round was DeAndre Hopkins. If I had, they both had pretty bad years last year um hopkins had a better year but if i had the chance to get those two guys but if this if deshaun's throwing to if deshaun's throwing to hopkins yeah so if my so if i was picking third in this day. draft if i would i would have went elliot third and then i would have went um <clears throat> hopkins and then alan robinson like I don't, that would have been, whew, I would have loved my start. <clears throat> so, but my third round pick, right yeah, was there. Allen Robinson, and then Pryor, the guy that we talked about earlier, he actually went in the second pick of the fourth round, which I think is a pretty good spot for him. Yeah, he's. You know, I imagine if you do a mod craft, you know, next week or, you know, the week after that, it'll keep moving up. And yeah. Yeah, I plan on doing, even higher, I actually so. plan on doing two a week, and I'll put something on the web, on our on our website there that just shows, like, a, a change in some of the key players that we, you know, highlight, just to show how, how they're, you know, moving up each week, or or moving down. I mean, somebody could be moving down that we really like that is that works in our favor. Um... <clears throat> But my my pick in the fourth round was Aaron Rodgers, so 
Well, yeah, I know you don't like him, but fantasy-wise, mm. I picked, you know, my start was Devontae, um, <clears throat> DeMarco, Allen Robinson, and Aaron Rodgers. And out. Yeah, Breeze was the first pick of the third oh, round. Rodgers was the third pick of the fourth round. Yep, Brady was one, Those two, the first three. Two Brady was four picks behind me. He went in the fourth round. Um, yeah, so Brady play. was there. And then there wasn't a quarterback. Oh, Luck was in the fifth, I think, but I don't... Yeah, I don't think there was another quarterback taken yeah, for a long time. I'm just scrolling through. Russell Wilson was seventh. Yeah, so... What about Carr? Carr? You gotta be on high. Was Newton was in the eighth. Um Newton was in the eighth. Carr was in the ninth. Kirk Cousins was at the end of the eighth. Dak Prescott was in the eighth. So Carr was probably the ninth quarterback. Ninth quarterback taken, it looks like. Yeah. Which, a lot of people like Carr. Now, Carr is one of those players that I wouldn't draft, because I don't like him. But, fantasy, if I'm looking at it... Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd like him either, but fantasy, he's got to be... Yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, I can't... I couldn't argue that. I would love to, but... I don't know. I mean... I mean, you got you got Rodgers, Brady. Well, uh, maybe Breeze. He might be uh, five. Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, I mean, probably, Carr's got to yeah. be right there. Maybe, maybe Kirk Cousins, then Carr at six. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> One person I really Kirk love that I could. It seems like I could get whenever is Matt Stafford. Yeah, like I said, you know, you either get get them top guys or wait till the end there and get mm-hmm. wait till nine or ten and get Dak or Stafford or uh, Deshaun yep. Watson or Hackenberg or uh, Johnny Manziel. You know, any any of them. Yeah. So those were those were my first four picks were uh, um, Freeman, Demarco Murray. Allen Robinson and Aaron Rodgers. <clears throat> um, anybody you got yeah, late? Yeah, so in the we're happy to get late. Um, where's my team? Uh, in the ninth round, I got John Brown, which I think he, yeah, I think he could have a, a bounce back year. He was. I, I did notice a, th- a theme for my team was it feels like every wide receiver I picked had a bad year last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that was just something I, like that. I don't know if that was my subconscious doing it. I didn't intend to go in doing that, but it, f- it felt like that. That's who I was high on this year. Um, so I got him in the ninth. I actually got Martellus Bennett in the tenth. So he was my second tight end. My first tight end was Eifert um, earlier, 
and then I had so th those two guys I really I really liked picking up um, late um, the one thing I do like just touching on one of the leagues is Mafro's league we have to draft your starters first so that's I, I like that that's a different twist on, first. Yeah. on the fantasy league so I picked the the Patriots in the 11th round but in reality it yeah Patriots D Patriots D. But uh, in reality, oh, I would have to pick them in round what eight to get if I wanted to get them because in in that league where you have to pick your starters first, you have to be kind of early. Right, right. I'm just saying yeah, you got to I mean, be kind of a little bit early on on defenses. So when you when you draft starters first, it's. It just gives you an, a, a chance to go earlier on those defenses if you want them, because you know that nobody else can really stockpile talent in other positions because they have to pick their starters first too. So if you jump, or yeah, yep, everybody um, <clears throat> under the same limitation. The only other I won't get into any other picks, but or any other my picks, but uh, the only other one that caught me off guard, and I know we'll have a debate throughout the preseason, especially with Troy, is Joe Mixon went first in the fifth round. Um, I know there's been... Yeah, well, everybody's high on him, and yeah, I know out of the Bengals camp especially, him. people are raving about him. So, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but... <clears throat> this goes back to my theory, or my, my general um, thinking that we talked about last week with players or fighters... Uh, who take a full year off? I mean, Mixon didn't play at all last year, right? So, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like he's Ricky Wall super early. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I would stay away from Mixon this year. And like I said, that's nothing personal. I just hope it's nothing about what he did. I just think that fantasy wise, it's hard to come back from that. Um, and I and I say like Maurice Claret who was an all-star, all-American running back coming out of Ohio State, and he wanted to come to the league early or whatever, and he took that the time off, and he came and he couldn't do anything. So I'm not saying Joe Mixon's necessarily Maurice Claret, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's really hard to take a full year off, whether from injury or not, and just step right in day one and be effective. So I would... I wouldn't pick him this year, but who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I probably won't pick him either, but he might, mm -hmm. you know, do all right earlier in the season. But yeah, and when you need him late in the season, and this is another reason I like to wait till after third preseason because we don't really know how it's going to shake out in that backfield. Like, is Mixon going to be the guy between the twenties, and then they bring in Jeremy Hill? You know, I just don't know. I just don't know how that plays out in that backfield. <sighs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that'll probably be it to start the season anyway. <clears throat> then we'll see where they go from there. But there's yeah. a couple of rookies that you could draft for now. Alvin Cook. Uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, Cook's supposed to be tearing it up in Minnesota. Yep. 
you got a couple of options for rookies if you like any of those guys they should get a those three should get a pretty good share of touches too so yeah I would imagine yeah for sure so yeah fantasy is the best time of the year for sure um Um, anything else pick out from the the only other thing I can see just looking at this um, in the 13th round um, that's finally when Rivers went off and Tyrod Taylor so just to your point that if you don't get the first if you don't get the one or two guys that you really love I mean you could wait all the way till the 13th round to pick up Phillip Rivers or Tyrod Taylor or I think in the 15th round then there are a couple like Carson Wentz I mean I'm not even going to pick him and I'm an Eagles fan but he's you know it's interesting that he and Eli like I don't Eli hasn't been a terrible fantasy player I mean I wouldn't want him as my NFL quarterback but I don't know if you're telling me you can get him in the 15th round I I would take a shot at that if I didn't get Rodgers or Breeze Yeah, if they're getting yep. them that way, what the heck? Should have so, a pretty good team yeah, before that's, that. Yeah, that's definitely a good strategy is to wait on quarterback if you don't get the guy that you want early. Yeah, that's always been my strategy. You either get one of the top guys or get somebody at the bottom. Yep. Yeah, I don't see anybody else at the bottom of this... I'm just trying to pick out a name or two that um, Tavon Austin could be interesting. He had a terrible year last year. He was in the 14th round. Yeah, he's been a he's been a yeah wild card the last couple years. Jamal Charles was in the 12th round. <clears throat> Yeah, I know Peterson um, was going super late too. Peterson was in the set at the end of the very end of the seventh round. Blunt was rated there at the seventh end of the seventh round. So those guys are interesting. Yeah, I don't think Blunt's going to yep. do very well, but I think Peterson can. Doug do Martin right was at the end of the ninth round. But yeah, that's we don't have to go into it any further, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know, that's that's pretty good uh pretty good fantasy preview, yeah. I think. Yeah, we can go in <clears throat> we can go in depth into the each position you know next in the coming weeks we'll do that we'll take a position or two each week and you know go deeper into who we like and who we don't like but <clears throat> i think for yeah yep. i like that idea and then we can obviously talk about our real drafts at the end of the at the end of august when we you know draft our real teams we can talk through them and maybe we'll have a guest or two on from afro's league going after we draft that one Yeah, I think we should be able to do that. Break down our 
first couple of drafts and see what who we like our teams and how we think our teams are gonna do. Yeah. How we think both teams are gonna do. Yeah, so we'll get that going and uh yeah, fantasy's a good time. We broke down two fourteen, current events. Well that's, we had everything that's we all I got for this week. week. We got. Yep. Alright, shall we wrap it up? Alright, thanks for listening everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Check the website, Channel 79 WordPress. Check Twitter, Channel 79 Pod. Just check us out. We'll be doing some cool stuff coming up with fantasy, college football, real football. Yep. Um, well, I don't know, whatever else is happening. We'll get some good content out for you. Keep it keep you interested and uh, keep coming back and that's all I got